So I sat down at my computer this week and I googled inventions that were once considered evil. And some of this findings were surprising. Among the surprising things were things I didn't find. TV was not on the list. Oh, that was my first guess. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, for instance, the fork was considered evil. For one thing, it, it resembled Satan's pitchfork in medieval art, and so we were being satanic uh, in using a fork. But that was the secondary reason. The primary reason is that food was created by God, and we were distancing ourselves from food by not eating with our fingers. <laughs> so kids, use that one with your mom, and, and see, see I was, it was an insult to food which God had created. Musical instruments were satanic. They were invented by Satan to, uh, because he was jealous of the voice, singing voice that God had given man. Our worship team, by the way, has adopted that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe not. The telephone was evil because it prevented face-to-face -face conversation. And well, the next reason is even better. It, it, it removed your ability to distance yourself from anno or annoying or, or bothersome people. As I thought about, think about that every night at dinner time <laughs> when the phone rings. The Smurfs, everybody knows, are satanic. Uh, soccer. Soccer is evil because soccer brings, brings the world together after God divided the world at the Tower of Babel. <laughs> so the say, demonic god of soccer uh, is, is doing this. Uh, so, so now you know. Uh, and there were some I simply bypassed because these were the most fun. Uh, I don't know why. They just are. Everybody knows Smurfs. I'll tell you why they're evil. Because I worked concessions. We're going back into the Dark Ages. I worked concessions at the Ice Capades when they did the Smurfs. And I was ready to strangle anything resembling a Smurf after hearing that music for like a week solid. You know, just... So they're evil. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Barney, yeah, you can go on with that. Anyway, in reality, in reality, very few things are evil in their own. It's what people do with them that makes them evil or not evil. Uh, it takes man to corrupt something to, to make it evil. And there are a lot of things, for instance, I mentioned TV. TV. TV has a lot of evil on it. But the fact that TV has a lot of evil on it does not take away the potential of TV for good. Right? Uh, it's there and it can be done. Radio has a lot of potential for evil, but that does not remove the fact that there is a lot of potential for good. How many of you have a preset Christian radio station? How many of you have more than one? How many of you have more than two? Right? Because radio can be used for good. Uh, TV can be used for good. It's, the thing itself is not evil. Now, what about the Internet? <laughs> <laughs> I, I will agree, sometimes computers, I just, on face value, they're evil. On the other hand, where did I get my, my, my evil inventions? <laughs> I, you know, I went to the computer and I looked. So, so it's like, that, that's just a, a, a case in point. Uh, there are a lot of bad things on the internet, but that doesn't mean you can't do good things with them too. Our church has a website, right? Uh, in fact, we, our church has an Instagram account. <laughs> we, we've had this for about three weeks. How many of you have seen the ads we've been running in the, in the advertiser? 
Uh, the first one was about the hypocrites in church. So this week was, was more mild. It was this, God will rain and the sun will shine. And, and we're going to have a new one every week for several weeks to come. Well, there's, there also, Ben is posting these on Instagram on Saturday nights. Did you get one last night, Bethany? Okay, uh, and, and, and if you go to our website, if it's tbf, tbf.church, .church is a domain now, so all you have to do is tbf.church, and, and you get our webpage, and, and if you look down on there, there's now a, a, a what do you call it, a, a scrolling thing that's going to show what things have been shown on the Instagram so far, and each week there's going to be a new one added as we go through these, and some of them are, like I said, some of them are going to be relatively mild, some of them are going to be, uh, you go, Wow. <laughs> I don't know if we should have run that one. We got, we got, we got, in fact, I think it's still on the recorder in the, in the office. If you want to hear somebody's opinion of the one we ran the first week, because he was not pleased with it. I have no idea who it was, but I was, I was tickled by it. If you're not familiar, it said, uh, it, it showed a picture of a bunch of guys in a pew with a guy with a crowbar, and it said, uh, too many hypocrites in church? No, we can squeeze one more in. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, this guy, for whatever reason, he was very offended by that, and, and uh, anyways, I thought it was kind of fun to listen to, so I left it on. So anyway, uh, so we, we do these things. We do these things because in our beliefs, at least, the internet can be used for positive things, and, and we are using it for positive things, but the internet can also be used for unpositive things. So the statement today that the sermon suggestions that I'm me- me- meeting or dealing today, I, I kind of you know, boiled it down to wisdom meets the social media, okay? Uh, and, and so I don't know if that's everything because there are a lot of bad things you can do with the Internet, and some of them is, all I can say is, is, is don't, you know? If, 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 if you use the Internet to access pornography, just don't, you know, don't. It's, it's like, and if you say, I don't know how to not do it, well, be like the guy who, who doesn't walk by the bar anymore because he's tempted when he walks by the bar. Because if you have a problem with drinking and it's a tied to the bar, don't go to the bar. It's like, it's not that hard. If you ever watched the movie Fireproof, the guy took his, his, his computer out, he set it there, he took his bat and boom, you know, and, and uh, home run, bang, you know, and, and, and he got, just got rid of it. You actually can live without it. Probably, depending on your job. But, you know, you, so you just, if that's your problem, then just don't. You know, it, it, kids, if you are accessing things on the computer that your parents won't let you access somewhere else, I'm going to ask your parents' permission to smack you. And, and if you don't believe me, I've done it before. <laughs> Excuse me, would you mind if I, or, or, would it bother you if I smacked your kid for you? Oh, would you please? <laughs> and I go, yes, I would. <laughs> That's the kind of pastor you have, okay? Just so you know. Um, kids, don't. Just don't. But, but that's not what I'm addressing today, okay? And, and the, the, the really good thing about what I am addressing today is that if you don't go on the computer because you just don't, you don't enjoy it, you don't like it, you don't want to, that's okay because this applies perfectly well to you because it has to do with wisdom in the things we say uh, and, and, and how to be that person. And what we find is the good old book that's been around for 2,000 years has an awful lot to say about modern media. In fact, a lot of that is from Proverbs, which is 3,000 years old. Uh, just take everything that is addressed to the tongue and apply it to the keyboard, and you've got it down, okay? So we're going to talk about wisdom in the tongue, and, and, and I said mostly in Proverbs, but we're going to start with James chapter 1. 
or James chapter 3, sorry. James chapter 3 is addressed at first to teachers. That's just verse 1. As soon as you get to verse 2, it, it, it takes that and it starts talking about the tongue in general, the way we sin and the things we say, and the inconsistency we have uh, and, and how it ought not to be that way. So let me read verses 1 through 12 of James chapter 3. Not many of you should be t- become teachers, my brothers, for you know that we who teach shall be judged with greater stri- strictness. For we all stumble in any ways, and if anyone does not stumble in what he says, he is a perfect man, uh, able also to bridle his whole body. If we put bits into the mouths of horses so that they obey us, as, as we guide their whole bodies as well, look at the ships also, though they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are guided by a very small rudder, wherever the will of the pilot directs. So also the tongue is a small member, yet it boasts of great things. How great a forest is set ablaze by such a small fire, and the tongue is a fire, a world of unrighteousness. The tongue is set among our members, staining the whole body, setting on fire the entire course of life, and set on fire by hell. For every kind of beast and bird or reptile and sea creature can be tamed, and has been tamed by mankind, but no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil, full of deadly poison. With it we bless our Lord and Father, and with it we curse people who are made in the likeness of God from the same mouth come blessing and cursings. My brothers, these things ought not to be so. Does a spring pour forth from the same opening both fresh and salt water? Can a fig tree, my brothers, bear olives or a grapevine produce figs? Neither can a salt pond yield fresh water. And he's saying, look at what you do with your mouth. It doesn't make sense, okay? Uh, The tongue is powerful and dangerous. If you can control your tongue, you can control yourself. (laughs) That's, that's, wow. All you have to do is focus on that one thing, you know, and and that's what he's saying. Uh, His paraphrase is, uh, my paraphrase is it, is your mouth gets you into trouble, right? And, and, And by extension, what you type, your words, get you into trouble. So he gives a whole list of illustrations here in James 3 of small things that accomplish big deeds. A bit controls a whole horse. Uh, Percherons and and Belgians, is that what they were? About yay tall? Very, very strong animals, right? Uh, I used to feed with Toby Flick, and he had some kind of big horses like that. And, And the reason he used them was because they could go where the tractors couldn't. Right? They were massive, strong horses. But a little person behind the, 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 the reins can control and direct that horse. Because, because of what? A little bit, you, you point the head and, and the horse follows where it goes. A little bit controls the whole horse. A rudder guides the whole ship. And if it's a big ship, it's a bigger rudder. But if you compare the size of the rudder to the size of a ship, it might be comparable to a tongue to the body. Right, and, and it might be a really good illustration. A small fire, Smokey the Bear. Right, don't you know one spark and don't throw your cigarette out the window. Don't leave you know a spark in the in the in the fireplace or not the fireplace but the fire pit. Right, because a little fire can burn down a forest. And the tongue is like that. Those are the things the Bible compares the tongue to. He describes it as a fire that is set on fire by hell. That is that is a drastically bad picture. Uh, A world of unrighteousness. He says it is untamable. You you can't tame that thing. It is a restless evil. It is full of poison and it is hypocritical because with it we bless God and we curse people who are made in God's image. John wrote that if we do not love our brother whom we have seen, how can we love our father whom we have not seen? 
right? And, 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 and James is basically saying the same thing here. If we curse man whom God has made, what makes us think we love God when we, even though our mouth says we bless him? Uh, would a well give good and bad water? And, and if, it, if, if, if you had a well that was giving good water, and then you go tomorrow and it's bad water, do you trust it the third day? You say, well, I'm going to drop my bucket down and find out. And every day you have to test the well to see if the water... What kind of a well is that? You don't want that well. Uh, Does a tree give two kinds of fruit? So what is James after? What is he saying we should do about this? I mean, is he after a vow of silence from us? Is is that what he's saying? No, he's he's just letting us recognize what a dangerous weapon the tongue is how powerful words are, what, what horrible effect they can have, so that we will take warning and seek to be wise in the things we do. Why do kids take hunter safety? You say, well, because a gun is a dangerous thing. Yeah, it is. If you don't use it carefully, if you don't use it wisely. You, you just have to learn. Uh, you don't just learn how to shoot a rifle. You learn when to shoot a rifle, right? You don't just learn when to shoot a rifle. You learn when not to shoot a rifle, right? There's a whole lot of common sense that goes in it that once you learn, you go, oh, that makes perfect sense. I understand all of it. You know, we don't have that kind of training for a tongue. Instead, we go and the little child learns to say, da, 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 da. And we go, oh, he's saying da-da. And we're so excited because he's learned how to say da-da, 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 because he'll say it for hours, right? <laughs> but will he say mama? We're <laughs> and someday that word mama will come out of her mouth and what will she do? <laughs> she will rejoice. And we're so excited that they learn how to talk until the day comes when we wish they'd learn how not to. <laughs> or at least, you know, to speak in intelligent ways or ways that make a ton of sense. Uh, we teach them and train them how to, how to form new words. If they're not learning new words, we send them to speech therapists so they learn how to you know, say these things more clearly. We correct their grammar. That's a she, not a he. You know, th- those kinds of things and, and so on up. We, we do all those things. We rarely teach them to shut up. You know, They learn how to talk. We learn how to talk. We don't learn when to talk. We don't learn when not to talk. But the tongue is a dangerous weapon that should be learned to be used wisely. We need to use our tongue wisely. That applies very much to what we do when we sit down on social media. And, and, and I'm, you know, some people will say, I'm simply not going to use social media. And if that's what you choose to do, I will not criticize you or argue with you at all. But I can tell you, I do a lot of good. Or I don't know if I do a lot of good. I receive a lot of good from social media. Because I keep up with Brad and Shiloh Kane. I keep up with Vicente through Brad and Shiloh Kane. I keep up with the Morocks. I keep up with the Hams. I, I, I'm aware of what's going on with the Gustafsons. All that is through, we have this tremendous blessings through social media, right? I'm the kind of guy who, when I walk by the bar, I'm not tempted to go in, so it's not a problem, right? But if you're the kind of guy who, when you walk by the bar, it's a problem, maybe you should just stop walking by the bar, okay? It, it's something like that. So, so we need to learn these things. So moving to Proverbs, uh, some wisdom from Proverbs, and these are principles. They're not in any specific order. Um, I kind of started uh, with looking for a couple of things, and then I decided, you know what, I'm just going to read through Proverbs and write down principles that I find uh, as I do this. And, and so I've got nine different basic principles, a couple of verses to support each. Uh, first is very simple, Proverbs 1, 1 to 7. Uh, and and the, the, the message from this, if you want to take it, 
is, is words uh, um, convey wisdom. Words convey wisdom. You, you, you can learn wisdom without words, <laughs> but it's a lot easier if you can wor- learn wisdom from words, right? Proverbs 1, 1 through 7, the Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel, to know wisdom and instruction, to understand words of insight, to receive instruction in wise dealing, in righteousness, justice, and equity. To give prudence to the simple, knowledge and discretion to the youth. Let the wise hear and increase in learning. Let the one who understands obtain guidance. To understand a proverb and a saying, the words of the wise and their riddles. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. You see, so, so words can convey wisdom. And, and we need to, we can't divorce ourselves from words entirely. You could take a vow of silence. It, it would be, I believe, a very foolish thing to do. You know, taking a vow of silence is like cutting off your hand because you sinned with your hand, right? Not very wise because the sin does not come from your hand, it comes from your heart, right? Uh, Cutting off your hand means, (laughs) yeah, I'm sorry, it means you weren't too bright at one moment. Uh, But parents, just going on one more verse, parents have a responsibility to impart wisdom to their kids. Hear, my son, your father's instruction, and forsake not your mother's uh, teaching. And, and I could have listed a dozen, 20, 25, I don't know how many times that phrase is repeated in one way or another in the book of Proverbs. Uh, hear your father's instruction, listen to your mother's teaching, or do not forsake your mother's teaching. Parents have a responsibility to teach wisdom. And the person who rejects this wisdom is called a fool. Okay, we saw that in, in verse 7 where it says fools despise wisdom. Uh, I have Proverbs chapter 2, verses 22 through 33. 11 verses. Uh, okay, that doesn't work. What was I looking at? Proverbs something. <laughs> uh, I'll just stick with the one verse because it gets the point across. The, a, a fool hears wisdom and rejects it. So you can't, you, know, you can teach wisdom with words, but you can't imp- impel wisdom with words. You can't force somebody to be wise by telling them, but wisdom does come through words. Okay, so first principle, wisdom, some wisdom from, uh, words convey wisdom. Second principle, real simple, don't be too eager to speak. Okay, don't be too eager to speak. And this is what, this is what I think gets us in trouble on the social media, is we see something that, that just, you go, I am not going to leave that alone. <laughs> right? And, 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 and you just immediately fire off your salvo broadside. Boom! Blast him out of the water. Little smoldering ruins there. And you go, oh, maybe I should have witnessed to him. <laughs> you know, little bit too late now. Okay, Proverbs 18, verse 13. If one gives an answer before he hears... It is his folly and shame, right? If one gives an answer before he hears, it is his folly and shame. In other words, you stop and you pay attention to what the person is saying. They might be making more sense than you realize. You might have to stop about it and think to realize what the point of of what he's saying is. And then you can respond wisely. It doesn't say uh, if one gives an answer, it's his folly and shame. It's if one gives an answer before he hears, it's his folly and shame. Proverbs 10, verse, verse 19. When words are many, transgression is not lacking. 
but that's not the whole thing. Uh, whoever restrains his lips is prudent. Yeah. yeah. You start to think, man, I ought to read Proverbs more. That is, by the way, when we get to the end of it, that is a major point of application from this message, is read Proverbs more. When words are many, transgression is not lacking, but whoever restrains his lips is prudent. You know, too many words, you know, you know what happens? You know, you, you know what happens when you dig a hole and you keep digging? <laughs> you just, anybody ever done that? Where you try to you say something, you go, oh man, that came out wrong, I'm going to fix it. And so you talk more. <laughs> How does that work for you? You know, better answer, you know what, I'm sorry, didn't mean that, I'm done. And walk away, you know, because it's just... <laughs> I've got an example. I don't think I want to share it. <laughs> now I have to. Okay, but you asked for it. See, I, I maneuvered you. I manip- uh, we were on a mission trip. And, and uh, this was the most interesting mission trip anybody's ever taken stateside. Uh, we were down in Ontario, Oregon, and it was Wednesday, a five-day vacation Bible school mission trip. And in the middle of the day, two tornadoes touched down where we were. And, and one of them, they, it, uh, it hit, I mean, it hit the very church. They had these big poplar trees. It broke two of them off right in the middle. Took out the power. We canceled VBS. We said, well, what are we going to do? Well, I had, for some reason, we had a bow saw there. Took the bow saw out there and started cutting up these trees. And one of the girls was, <laughs> she's walking with this big branch. And someone else has a big branch, and they smack. And she goes down. She gets up, and it says, <laughs> Man, that flattened me. And out of my mouth came these words. You don't look flat. <laughs> and then I realized, realized what I just said. <laughs> and I looked at her, I go, oh. <laughs> Because how do you dig yourself out of that? <laughs> and I just turned, I, I turned and walked away. <laughs> because because there was no hope for bailing out that conversation. Uh, yeah, hope, hope she turned out okay. <laughs> she wasn't from our group. I don't know how she's doing today. <laughs> uh, when words are many, transgression is not lacking. Whoever restrains his lip is prudent. Proverbs 58, 15, 28 says, The heart of the righteous ponders how to answer, but the mouth of the wicked pours out evil things. So the, the righteous ponders how to answer. Here's the words, here's the thing, thinks about it. What's the most effective thing you can do to answer this person? What is the way you can do this best? The fool says, oh, I'm going to get him, and fires right back. And you can do that, and you can sometimes shred somebody. Sometimes all of a sudden you realize you're over the head, and you realize you're the shreddee instead of the shredder. But, but you can shred somebody uh, it, 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 when you fire right back. But is that really what you ought to be doing? Is that really what you should hope to be accomplishing with your life? And yet, when we start looking at social media and what people do, it's full of these things. It's full of these kinds of things. Uh, so we don't. Uh, Proverbs 17, 28. I love this one. Even a fool who keeps silent is considered wise. You thought this was something new somebody invented for a t-shirt, right? Even a fool who keeps silent is considered wise. When he closes his lips, he is deemed intelligent. Any Pat McManus fans here? Pat McManus fans? His, the, the one where he's smoking the pipe? 
He, he's smoking a pipe. And, and he, basically, he goes up. Pat McManus is an outdoor sportsman writer. And, 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 and uh, he wrote this one about, about uh, keeping his mouth shut and smoking a pipe. And he's out there, and he's fly fishing, and he does terribly bad. You know, botches it, does whatever, where some guy walks over and says something, you know, mocking, like, <laughs> been out here before? I don't think so. And, and instead of answering, he takes and he lights his pipe and he starts puffing. And the guy looks at him and he says, so what were you using there? And he smokes, smokes his pipe. And before long, the guy's asking him for advice because he looks so wise sitting there, not <laughs> saying anything, smoking his pipe. <laughs> You know, you don't have to be wise. I just want to look wise. <laughs> you don't know what to say? Don't say anything, and you will look wise. And in fact, at that moment, you will be wise for, for what it's worth. Okay, so, so, that's, so first we have wiz, words can convey wisdom. Second, don't be too eager to speak. Third, don't make promises you won't keep. Right? This is, this is really easy to do. Uh, in a situation where somebody needs help or, or needs something. Oh, well, I will do this, or I will be there for you, or I will you know, give you money. Proverbs 6, 2-3. If you are snared in the words of your mouth, caught in the words of your mouth, then do this, my son, and save yourself. For you have come into the hand of your neighbor. Go, hasten, plead urgently with your neighbor. Basically, if you open your mouth too quick, uh, you, have, you have one of two things you can do. You can live up to what you said, or you can beg forgiveness and to be let off the hook. And he says, go quickly to him and, and get out of it, is, is basically what he's saying. You know, don't make promises you can't keep. Do not lie. There's a whole lot in here about lying, but I'm just going to keep it simple. Proverbs 6, verses 16 and 19. Uh, there are six things that the Lord hates, seven that are an abomination to him. Right? Six things he hates, seven are an abomination. Haughty eyes, a lying tongue. Right, right there, lying. Okay, uh, but he's not done. And hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked plans, feet that make haste to run to evil, a false witness who breathes out lies. It's in there twice. And, and, and one who sows discord among brothers. Lying is in there twice. <laughs> How could there be lying? Well, he started with six, he bumped it to seven, he says, you know what, lying is especially bad, I'm going to use that twice. Do not lie. It's, it's not complicated. Do not lie. So, another, so four principles so far. Words can convey wisdom. Don't be too eager to speak. Don't make a promise you can't keep. Do not lie. Okay, this one is really important. This is another one really important when we start talking about social media. Sometimes you can't win. When you know you can't win, you have to decide whether you want to get in it or not. And when, I, when you can't win, I don't mean that you won't be right but you won't gain any ground. Okay, let, for, let me show you what this is. There's two passages we're going to look at. The first is Proverbs 9, verses 7 to 9. And the second is just a little bit different from it. It's 26, 4, and 5. Proverbs 9, verses 7 and 9. Whoever corrects a scoffer gets himself abuse. And he who reproves, reproves a wicked man incurs injury. Do not reprove a scoffer, or he will hate you. Reprove a wise man, and he will love you. What a powerful contrast that is. If you reprove a scoffer, he will hate you for it. You cannot win reproving a scoffer. Because he's, he's not interested in learning. He's only interested in beating you right, in mocking you and making, making light of you, whatever it is. But if you reprove a wise man, right, some of you are sitting right there, here right now, and you're saying, he's right, 
I need to change what I'm doing, or I need to be more careful about how I'm doing this. If that is you, then you are demonstrating your wisdom right now. You are hearing the reproof, and you are gaining from it. But if you're back there and you say, I can't wait to get back to Facebook and blast this guy, <laughs> I'm sorry. Whether I'm right or wrong, you're the guy who's not benefiting. You're the scoffer who doesn't learn. You can't gain when you reprove a scoffer. But Proverbs 26, verses 4 and 5, is, is just fascinating to me. Answer not a fool according to his folly. Don't waste your time answering the fool, lest you be like him yourself. <laughs> you know, because you answer the fool according to his folly. He says this, you fire back, he fires back, you fire back, he fires back. You're both sent to, the room, to your rooms, right? <laughs> you, are, you are every bit as foolish as he is at that point. But then the very next proverb says, answer a fool according to his folly, lest he be wise in his own eyes. In other words, if you, if you, if you, if you get into it with this guy, you're both fools. But if you don't answer him, then he's going to think he's, he's right. And sometimes you, say, you have to say, I'm going to, I'm going to respond to this. And, and here's what I think is wisdom in light of this, is answer him once. No, there is a God, and he does judge sinners. And then, and then let him respond 17 times and, and, and look foolish for, for you know, not refusing to go off it. Don't respond again because you, you're going to look foolish as you get into it back and forth with this person. You, you, but but it's, it's, it's an amazing thing because if, don't reprove a scoffer according to his folly or you'll be a fool like him. Reprove a scoffer in his folly or he will think he's wise. So, sometimes they need to, but you know you're going to pay a price. So you pay the price, you do it, but you try to do it with as much wisdom as possible, which is hard. So some with some people, you can't win. Don't belittle other people. Proverbs 11, verse 12. By the way, there'll be a quiz on these later on. Whoever belittles his neighbor lacks sense, but a man of understanding remains silent. Your neighbor may actually be doing something foolish. He may actually be doing something wrong. Don't belittle him. Don't call him out. You know, if you, if you do need to call him out, go do it in private. You don't go out and blast the guy publicly. You don't take it to... You know, a lot of times there are things I see on Facebook, I'm going, why are they putting that out in a public forum like this? This should, you know, typically, you know, if you need, if somebody does that, you know, and, and I'm familiar, Facebook, by the way, is the only social media I'm familiar with besides the internet, or email, you know, uh, and uh, when Ben talked about Instagram, he says, would you mind if I put these out on Instagram? I said, okay. <laughs> yeah. And one of, the, one of the girls at school was telling, I was asking how it was the best way to contact the kids. She says, well, Instagram. I said, well, what's that? So she showed me her Instagram. You know, there was kittens, there were flowers. I had to go watch an action movie just to feel better. <laughs> I said, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I don't understand Instagram. It's like we send pictures. I, that doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> um, somehow I got that from whoever belittles his neighbor. <laughs> well, I just did, didn't I? <laughs> At least I didn't name her. <laughs> but a man of understanding remains silent. You know, you, sometimes you just keep your business to yourself, okay? Don't gossip, Proverbs 11, verse 13. Very next verse. Whoever goes about slandering reveals secrets, 
But he who is a trustworthy, trustworthy in spirit keeps the thing covered. You know, it is not a lie to not tell everything you know. Sometimes people think if you don't tell everything you know, that's a lie. Well, anyone who has a responsibility to keep a confidence for someone knows that that is not a lie. It is, it is wise to not reveal things about people uh, even when asked. Sometimes you can just, I mean, some, I might shrug and go, because ah, I want the words to come out. Say I'm a lie, yeah, I don't know. Sometimes I'll say, you know, I'm, that's not something we should discuss, which is probably the wisest way to say it. But I hate sounding snooty. <laughs> and I feel like that's how it comes across. Uh, but, you know, sometimes it's simply no comment or I can't answer that or we shouldn't be discussing it, something like, you know, there's all sorts of ways out of it, but a, a wise man doesn't spread secrets. He doesn't spread confidences. He keeps them. Uh, so don't gossip. Don't, uh, or don't belittle other people. Don't gossip. Uh, Proverbs, I have, I have some others on pro uh, gossip. I'll just leave that uh, alone for there. And this 8 goes way back to the be too eager to speak. Do not be provoked by words. Proverbs 12, verses 16 to 18. The vexation of a fool is known at once, but the prudent ignores an insult. Whoever speaks the truth gives honest evidence, but a false witness utters deceit. You know, when you do say something, be able to back it up. If you can't back it up, then don't say it. The, uh, the honest person gives evidence. Uh, the fool shows his provocation immediately. Uh, it, it's just... Uh, um, not a good thing to show your anger. The, the vexation of a fool is known at once. The prudent ignores an insult. You know, the, the, the mosquito bites or tries to bite the rhino. What does the rhino do? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> because that mosquito is just a mosquito. It can't hurt me. Um, I know that sometimes they hurt more than I su assume a mosquito biting a rhino does. But I, th I think they probably can because they say you know, mosquitoes bit dinosaurs. So I don't know. Uh, but, but don't be provoked by words. Uh, Proverbs 13.3 Whoever guards his mouth preserves his life. He who opens wide his lips comes to ruin. Okay, Very simple. Don't be provoked by words. Okay, Close corollary to that. Proverbs 15.1 Don't provoke by words. <laughs> In other words, don't be provoked. Don't be the provoker. Right? Proverbs 15.1, one of the best Proverbs I think there ever was. A soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. So someone comes in and, and uh, uh, tries to pick a fight with you and, and says something inflammatory and you want to get in his face and you could very easily, or you could just go, really, why do you think that? <laughs> and the person has to stop and answer. And, and you're not... I mean, I'm not saying, saying be a, a sissy, <laughs> yeah, if, if that sounds right, but don't provoke by your words. Proverbs 15.4, just a, a couple verses later. A gentle tongue is a tree of life, but perver perverseness in it breaks the spirit. Proverbs 16.34. Um, again, it's, there isn't such a verse. What was I, what, what was I doing? You know what I said about the keyboard? <laughs> uh, it's something else, 34. I'm not going to worry about it. Okay, now, there, that, that was nine principles, 
right? Words can convey wisdom. Don't be too eager to speak. Don't make promises you won't keep. Do not lie with some people you can't win. Don't belittle other people. Don't gossip. Don't be provoked. Don't be a provoker. Too much. How do I keep track of this? Come on, preacher. You can't dump all this on me and expect me to learn anything or grow. Well, actually, I, I can, <laughs> and I do. It's not easy. It requires effort. It requires thought. It requires practice. It requires patience. But it's not that hard. Now, let me tell you the Proverbs reading plan. Because the more you familiarize yourself with Proverbs, the more this makes sense. And in case you're not aware, there are 31 chapters in the book of Proverbs. And the average month has 31 days. So today is the 29th. The 29th. So today you would pull out your Bible and you would read Proverbs chapter 29. Don't memorize it. I mean, if you want to pick out one that really speaks to you and memorize that, knock yourself out. But familiarize yourself with it. And tomorrow will be the 30th. And you would read Proverbs chapter 30. And, and in a month you read Proverbs. And you go, well, this month only has 30 days. Well, fine, you got a day off. <laughs> you know, this month you didn't read Proverbs 31. And in February, you know, those last three just get kicked to the side. You know, it's, it's not going, it, the principle is still good. If you want to be familiar with wisdom, if you want to make this something that you can live and breathe and work with, that's all you do. It doesn't take very long. Proverbs are not difficult reading. But the point is, uh, point back, coming back to this message is, every one of these things about the tongue, about our words, refers directly back to what we do on the internet or what we have the potential to do on the internet. The internet, though, is a magnifier or a multiplier. Use whichever word you prefer. It magnifies opportunities, right? Uh, I, I, I hear from Pastor Daniel, you know, hey, we dug another well, please send money. <laughs> uh, or the church is facing persecution. Or this pastor got run out of his town, right? Uh, I hear from those, I hear those things, and, and we, we respond to them, or we, we refer them. I hear from Shiloh, I hear from the Morocks, I hear from the Gustafsons. All over the world, is, is, uh, it, it gives us opportunity to communicate in a way that is, is it's worlds removed from, from 40 years ago, right? Let alone from a century or more ago. Uh, it's awesome for simple research. You know, I, you cannot do deep research on, on, the, on the internet unless you have uh, accounts you subscribe to and pay money to, to, to get access to them. But you can do simple research, and you can find out all sorts of things. You can YouTube how to change the blinker switch on your car or your pickup. And you can watch, and you see it, and you go out, and you do it. And you go, wow, that was cool. Didn't cost me anything. Saved a lot of money. Took me five minutes. That's great. How do I know that? Because I've done it. It's something I had no clue how to do. I thought, how do I do I thought you had to pull the whole steering wheel. And I, you know, and anyway, uh, so simple research. Best of all, most important, the internet is awesome for getting grandchild pictures, right? <laughs> Grandparents, am I right? <laughs> you know, it's, it's uh, best thing in the world for it. It magnifies things. It magnifies opportunities, but it magnifies temptations because of the availability of things that, you know, and you can put a, you can hit the filter on your internet. I have filter, one of the first things I do is I set the filter on my browser to, to I think, moderate, you know, because sometimes I want to, to learn information that I don't want, you know, completely filtered out, but I don't want to, to type in, uh, 
you know, thing I'm going to look at, at a picture of kittens and bunnies and see something else, you know. Uh, and so I set the filter on it. And you can do that. Be wise in that. But, but, but if you were inclined to find those things, it is all available there. And, and you could. And so it magnifies temptations. And, and, it, and, and it takes away restrictions that you might have in other ways because everything is available in your house on the privacy of your laptop. And, and so it magnifies these things. And it removes consequences because it gives you distance and anonymity. You can say things on the internet that you would never say in person, right? And because you're feeling so bold there in your living room or bedroom or office or wherever it is, that, that you type these things and you think, I would say this in person, but in person you wouldn't. Because in person, the person is there, you see faces, you hear voices. Unless you're truly angry at the person, you would, you would modify it. You would learn, you would think about how to be more nice or, or more, more pleasant or more winsome. Uh, but it, 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 uh, it, it encourages you to be bolder in sin. Uh, and, and it makes it easy. And it magnifies your opportunity for foolishness, which is what this is all about. Uh, and we need to learn to put a check on ourselves. We need to learn to put a check on ourselves so that we do, don't do that. So, so you know, wrapping this up, I, for one, do not ask you to stop using the Internet, including social media. But do not leave wisdom behind when you do. Take wisdom with you when you go online. Be wise, be godly, be salt, and be light. And if you find you can't do that, then walk away from it. Simply walk away from it. Do not go there. Because, you know, some of us, we're all weak, okay? I'm not saying we're a bunch of wimps. I'm saying we all have areas where we are weaker than others, okay? When we recognize what those areas are, we do something about it. And typically, you know, the Bible says, flee youthful temptations. Okay, no temptation is taking you, this is Proverbs, or 1 Corinthians 10, 13. No temptation is taking you, but such as is common to man. In other words, you don't have special temptations. You have the same temptations other people do. No temptation has taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but will, with the temptation, provide a means of escape. Yeah, it doesn't say a means of fighting it. it. doesn't say a means of standing up to it. it. doesn't say a means of overcoming it. It says a means of escape. And sometimes we need to be willing to find that area of escape. And if with you the Internet is something that you cannot overcome the temptations to use badly, then escape and don't use it at all. But for most of us, I think a, a word of warning and wisdom is going to be fine. So let's bow in prayer. Father God, I ask that we, are, we learn to reflect you in every part of our lives the internet as well as, as everything else, that, that our lives will be good, that we will be salt, that we will be light, that we will be a blessing. I ask for wisdom and ability uh, with the social media. In Jesus' name.